afternoon. This is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. And we're still alive. Even we are. It's been a while. It's been over a month, but we're we're still here. Life gets busy sometimes and we forget and, and then things we, just slide away from us. So. You know, I think what it is. We sit on the couch and then we don't want to do anything. <laughs> well, oh, we're back. Yes. And our title, of course, as you already know, is Flood and Drought, which is Flood so... And drought. So appropriate for where we live right now. Yeah, not the flood part necessarily, but for us it's the drought. You know what, though? I've talked to a lot of other people in other places of the country that are experiencing either one or the other. There are a lot of places flooding while there are other other places that are dry. But um, if you live in our area, you understand what we're talking about. Um, It is August 21st, and I mowed the lawn twice this year. Yeah. It died kind of early. Uh, the pastures are dried up. The stock dams are empty. The crops are failing. Um, it's our second year. Last year was also extremely dry. Yes, it was, wasn't it? This, was, this, this year was worse. But oh, it, yeah. This was a whole it's lot It's been worse. extremely dry. Um, and and I was, well, we were talking about this uh, today with a, a good friend of ours that uh, comes to our church when he's uh, farming in the area. His name's Wayne. And the other area where he found farms it's full of puddles and and mud and it's lush and green and everything is incredible and then he comes back here to do his farm work here and like shannon said everything's dead and dying and Mm. and you know you start a new season in your life whatever it may be and uh with all these hopes and dreams and plans but and you can work as hard as you can. And like you said when we were talking before we started, it doesn't mean you don't work hard, but the results are really up to God. I mean, they're up to God. Like we, oh, I'm so excited about my tomatoes this year. And they still might, maybe we'll get a, a late rain and then maybe I'll just get bursting with tomatoes. I don't know. But I plant, we planted all these uh, seeds we started the tomatoes from oh, seeds. Yes. From the tiniest little seeds, we started them, and they took off better this year than ever before. Heirloom tomatoes, all heirlooms, oh. and all just big, huge tomatoes. I've gotten maybe four tomatoes. These German pinks, which I've never gotten. They're supposed, never tried to be, them. supposed to be about the size of a softball. Yeah, size of your hand large. or whatever. And they're like, they Quarter. look like a large cherry tomato because yeah. they're stunted. And, and yet they're ripening... Yeah, at that size, They're and it's there's and we water daily. I mean, we just we water, we fertilize, we do everything we can, and and this year for whatever reason, and the people around us have all told us this is the worst gardening year they've ever had. Right. So we're we're blessed we're, to have anything. Yes, and that, so to tell you how how challenging it's been, the zucchini is barely producing. Yeah, we've had normally about zucchini four. just <laughs> overwhelms you. And we are getting very few zucchini this year. We only planted two plants because usually that's too much. Yeah, and but the funny thing is all my plants, I'm getting lots of blossoms, but just no fruit. Yeah. My cucumbers, I got blossoms, no fruit. They look good. They're just not producing fruit. And that is interesting. You mentioned that today in, mm. in uh, church. I do recommend this, Three Warnings. That's the name of his, his sermon. And if you like podcasts, just go on. Well, you must. You're listening. Uh, go over to Greenbrook Preacher Podcast and download that. Uh, three warnings. It's from today's date, and it's really good. Every believer should listen to that, and that's who it applies to, not unbelievers. But so, so 
so I guess our thing is is that we do our very best, we do our efforts, but results are always in God's hands, no matter mm. what we do. Yes, and that that brings up a lot of um, questions. And we live in an agricultural area. Um, we have both um, livestock farmers. We have ranchers around here that are raising horses and cattle and sheep. And we also have crop farmers. And there's a lot of faith involved in both of those. Mm-hmm. You feed an entire herd of, of heifers and cows with the hope of a good spring calf crop. You And then you rely on God for the rain that will green up the pastures and fill up the stock dams and the things so that you can maintain those cattle. Um, farming, of course, you plant the seeds. Mm-hmm. And you know that without God, that seed will never become a crop. Right. You can't force it. Either right. it does or it doesn't. That's all there is to it. And this year, it's a doesn't. Mm-hmm. This year, people are cutting down their herds and selling some of their cattle off because they don't have the hay and they don't have the grass. Um, and uh, a lot of the crops are going to be failures. Um, the the uh, farmers have the adv- advantage if they paid for it to get the crop insurance. So they won't, they'll kind of break even. They won't completely lose out. But uh, fertilizer was twice as much as usual this year. Seed was up this year. Input costs, um, the price of fuel was all up. All of it was way higher than it was before. So it's it's a rough year. But, you know, I think that's for everybody. everybody. Like I said, there are other places in the country where they're getting bumper crops. So um, it's just, it's... You know, the Bible says that it rains on the righteous and the unrighteous. It's just the way it is. How do you, when you, when you think of drought mm-hmm. in the Bible, what do you think of? Oh, I think of drought in the Bible. Hmm. Flood's easy. Noah. Because it takes you to Noah. I think of Elijah and the drought, the three-year drought. Right, where God stopped the rain on purpose. Yes. yes. But it, something I read just, I think, yesterday, uh, this is so good. It's an. I didn't read this in Genesis yesterday. It must be a book I'm reading, but Genesis nine, and um, this is after the flood. Then Noah and his family are off the ark, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, "Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth." And then we go down to um, verse three and four. It says, "Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you." And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. Four says, but you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. And for your life blood, I will require reckoning from every beast, I will require it. And for man, from his fellow man, I will require a reckoning for the life of man. Uh, the life, blood is the life. And this is, must be in the book I read. Life, all life belongs to God. And so the blood, he said not to eat the life of the animal. I don't know why I'm going into this, but mm-hmm. it, it made me think, okay, so all life belongs to God. My life, your life, right? all creatures, all babies, all, and that gets back to also drought and flood in that our, li- our life in itself is like a, a loan from God because at the end we give it back and it's that stewardship, too, that we are given a life, and what are you going to do with the life? And the life is sacred. 
And it's almost apart from us because it really isn't us. You know, we have our Mm -hmm. bodies. I mean, those are God's too, but he's given us our bodies to glorify him in our bodies. And I don't know where I'm going with this, a flood and drought, but the blood thing just touched me when I read that, that all blood, all life, the life is in the blood and all that belongs to God. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that, that relates, but I guess relate it, preacher man. (laughs) <laughs> well, we had we have a uh, um, older couple in our church who are ranchers. Um, they're in their eighties, and they have seen good years and bad years. They've seen the dry, and they've seen the the wet, and they've seen all those things. And um, the wife was talking to me, and she said she doesn't remember exactly when, but it was during a drought mm-hmm. that. They came to the realization that you got to praise God no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Whether it's drought, you're still blessed. Mm-hmm. You're blessed enough to experience a drought. True. You're blessed enough to survive a drought knowing that eventually God will bring the rain. Right. And then I remember when we were in Blunt, that one year was so dry that uh, – through our pasture down there, we had the Medicine Creek going through, which is oh. great. If you have a creek in your pasture, oh, that's a, that's you don't so ever awesome. have to worry about water. The, running you know, water is so awesome. Running water is wonderful. But the creek, like, dried up, except for there was two, like, puddles in part of our pasture. And and so Shannon and our, our son Ryan got stripped down to their underwear and dug it up and found a spring mm-hmm. that was feeding these puddles. And... And I realized even then, I think I wrote about it in Perfectly Blunt, is that we you wouldn't have been able to find the spring without the drought. Mm-hmm. That's and, true. And sometimes drought reveals things. It will reveal strengths and weaknesses. You know, it will reveal what's really there. You take away all, you take away everything, and you, you see what you got left. Mm-hmm. And uh It's just a, it's, it's a good thought to think, you know, if you're in a drought time spiritually, look what you have, you know, look, cause sometimes we go through kind of a, like a hot days of summer that are on and on and on. Like right now, sometimes you can get a little stir crazy. You can go outside, but you're so hot. You come inside and you don't end up sitting on the couch too much cause you're just in kind of a, a zone and you, it's kind of monotonous, even though you're grateful, but you're monotonous. But you can see what is left. Right. You know? I think we're out of practice because usually our little our our, our conversations go better. Well, and I think the key concept in all these things, there are times in your life where there will be a drought of something. Right. There will be a drought of a lot of things. It doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean rainfall. Um, you may feel lonely, you may feel friendless, you may feel uh, overburdened financially, um, you may feel isolated, you may feel uh, stressed, like stressed something that's stressing you out. And that is, um, that's common to the human condition. We've had all those things, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've had all those things in our lives. There have been times when financially we have been at our at our weakest, and there have been times when God has blessed us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the blessing comes during the time of weakness. Mm-hmm. And you really appreciate those blessings that come 
when it's short, any single drop of rain would be appreciated right now because mm -hmm. of the because of the physical drought we're in. But every drought is that way, and biblically, we're supposed to to praise God in the midst of everything, to praise God in the midst of the drought, mm -hmm. praise God in the midst of the floods. We had flooding too in that same house that we lived in, where we had to dig up the spring one year. We had four feet of water in the basement one. Oh year. my gosh. And yeah, um, that was a mess. I'd rather stand in the mud and dig out a spring, I think, than pump out a basement. Ugh. That was a that was a terrible challenge. Yeah. But um, again, oh, but because of that flood, we were able to get a new furnace. Well, that the flood insurance covered the new furnace, and that house needed a new furnace. So you know, and we got yeah. the we got the you, you put some dirt where dirt needed to be, and all mm -hmm. that. But. Uh, yeah, blessings come because of the drought, and blessings come because of a flood. And I guess we just need to, whatever circumstance we're in, we need to know that God's hands on it. And he doesn't, he wants us to be looking to him the whole time. Mm -hmm. And like, okay, what do I need to learn from this? And where are we going with this? What are you doing in this? What I think sometimes... We Christians possibly could suffer more in some ways than others don't just because he's using us. You know? Right. When I look at, biblically, when I look at the, the biblical part of this, um, let's start with Philippians. Okay. Paul says, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I've learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to bound. In any and every circumstances, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Hmm. Sometimes we learn these things because it's lessons we have to learn. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a natural flow of things. And rural areas and agricultural areas of what my experience is. So I can say it's, it's abundantly present for us because, you know, if you live in a city, it may not be as intense right. when something like this happens. Although you can get ridiculous heat waves and blackouts and all sorts of stuff. Oh yeah, in addition to the drought, we've also had a lot of days in triple digits. Mm -hmm. Very hot. And grasshoppers that eat anything that does survive. So I've never before seen hollyhocks stripped down to nothing. Mm -hmm. The toughest flowers we got were stripped down to Damn, we no leaves any at all. Blossoms on now, them now. They're just, just too dry. But Paul says, you know, he's learned to be content in that. Uh, Proverbs fifteen thirteen says, A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart the spirit is crushed. Hmm. We have no control over the rain. Right. We have no control over the weather. But we do have control over how we deal with it, how mm -hmm. we react to it, and how we feel about it, mm -hmm. and how we, we approach God with it. Um, we've had... Special services to, to draw for rain, prayer, prayer meetings where we get together and pray for rain. And God has not put that rain out there yet. Nope. But that's He's okay. Waiting. Because mm -hmm. we know that it will rain eventually. Mm -hmm. um, this might be a year where we've been praying for rain and God waits and gives us eight feet of snow. Who knows? Uh. But, <laughs> you know, it's like I said, it's August 21st and the leaves are falling off of some of our trees mm -hmm. out there already. So I love this verse in Hebrews. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 1, 3, and it's the last part. It says, 
uh, he, Jesus, upholds the universe by the word of his power. Mm. He holds the universe together by his word. You got another one from Hebrews for you. Oh, go for it. And this one is talking about um, contentment in the way of money. Okay. It says, keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Yeah. God has not forsaken us because we didn't get rain. Right. God has not abandoned us because we haven't had rain. I don't think God, this is a punishment from God. I think it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we just are not getting the rain. And like I said, we pray about it. We search for it. We really ask for God's blessing. And this year he's just not giving it to us. But we have to learn to live with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something you said right there. Okay, mm-hmm. He's not giving it to us. But he is giving us other blessings. Exactly. And I think sometimes... Okay, so we're asking for rain. He's not giving that blessing, but he is giving us other blessings. And so maybe we need to open our eyes to see, okay, what blessings is he giving us right now? And One of the blessings might just be the fact that we survived the drought. Oh, well, yeah. And understand that, the, that God is blessing us through a drought, which is a, a, a natural phenomenon. It happens sometimes, especially in the area we are. Our average rainfall here is 18 inches for the year. So, I mean... We are a dry area anyway. Right. We're already dry. We're very marginal. So when it doesn't come, it turns desert-like. And when it does come, we green up and it looks good. We had a wet year, what, four or five years ago? We had a a very wet year. Since we've been up here, we had a wet year. Yeah, we had one very wet year, which was beautiful. It was gorgeous. Mowing the lawn all the time, and the garden took off great. and The pastures were amazing. But... Um, like I said, where we live, we average 18 inches. So that means that there's times when there's a lot less and there's times when there might be more. And that's just the way, the cycle of it. But we have to remember that God doesn't abandon us. Yeah. If we can survive it, that's a blessing. Mm-hmm. There are places in the world where a famine would hit and people would starve to death and we're not starving. No. We are surviving. And, and I was, we're, we're doing quite well considering. When, like, I think it was yesterday morning. I know you watered for me yesterday morning because mm-hmm. I had the farmer's market. But it, may, it must have been Friday morning when I turned on the hydrant. I was just, what a blessing that we I can turn the hydrant on outside and we have water that comes out. Mm-hmm. So I think of all those countries in, like, Africa or hot, hot countries where water is so scarce. And they might have to walk three miles to the well. Mm-hmm. And they do that every day. They and we can turn walk. on the tap in the house or yeah. turn on the hydrant and have water. Yeah, it. we are incredibly blessed, and we need to remember that. And that's that's part of, I think, the life that we live in the, in the world that we're living in. This is a fallen world. Yeah. The Garden of Eden would have never experienced a drought or a no. flood. It would have been perfect. We experience those yeah. things, and that it's, it is what it is. I love... I want to bring up one one psalm that everybody knows, but I just still want to read it. Okay, read it. Um, this is Psalm 23. Mm. And this is David speaking. And David went through serious droughts in his life yeah. um, where he was beaten down by enemies and, and hunted by people that he cared about and... Um, you know, I want, he, where he felt abandoned by God in some must, places. I, I just, oh, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, you know, because just remember, you're going to do Psalm 23. But, mm-hmm. you know, he was anointed by Samuel to be king 
And then I don't know how many years after that he was on the run. He must well, have he was thought, anointed by Samuel to be king, but then served the king that was there at the time. Yeah, and, but I mean, and then he was on the run because that king wanted to kill him. He must have just wondered, God, what are you doing? You said I was going to be king, and here I am living in caves. And, but and, the Bible, and there was reasons. Yeah, the Bible ahead. tells us that David had a heart, uh, uh, was a man after God's own heart. Mm-hmm. Because if you read the Psalms, David will occasionally say, how long do I have to wait? Mm-hmm. True. What's going on? But I will praise you anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's where a man after God's own heart comes in, is that he understands He's a man. God's God. God has control of this. I don't like what's going on, but God has control, and I will praise you anyway. Um, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If you just stop right there, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We read that passage earlier that said, the Lord will never forsake you. Mm-hmm. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Mm. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So that passage right there from a a man who has a shepherding agricultural background, green pastures and still water. Mm. That's exactly what you want. You don't want the floods, the turbulent, the dangerous. You want beautiful, clean, still water. And green pastures. And David is saying, that kind of blessing is what I get from God. Mm-hmm. And it says he leads me in the paths of righteousness. That's more important than the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then say, he says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Mm-hmm. Again, you are with me. We don't have, we are not abandoned by God in, in circumstances of, of drought or flood. We, God is with us. And then he says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Mm -hmm. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. That's the kind of peace that we need to look for in the midst of a drought, Mm -hmm. in the midst of everything that's going on. That's the kind of peace that we're called to look for. Mm -hmm. And it's it's not easy sometimes. It's not easy in, in years where it's... Um, well, we're struggling like this. Now I want to go back just a little bit and show you. That was Psalm 23. Everybody okay. knows that. We use it at funerals all the time mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But um, it's that in a time of grieving, we it's, can lean on it's God. It's, it, it brings comfort to like everybody, that right. psalm. You know, so. Let me go back to Psalm 22. Okay. Oh, that one. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me is the first line. Yes. Why are you so far from saving me from the answer from the words of my groaning? Mm. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer by night, but I find no rest. Mm. And then he says, Yet you are holy, and throw it on the praises of Israel. And you are fathers trusted, they trusted, you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind, despised by the people, all who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breast. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. So 
And then he, he, at the end of Psalm 22, if you get to the very bottom of it, Mm -hmm. he says, All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, even the one who would not keep himself alive. Posterity shall serve him. It shall be told of the Lord to the coming generations. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people yet unborn that he has done it. And then we lead into Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. So he goes from mm-hmm. one psalm saying, Why have you forsaken me? And then he says, The Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the, the analogies there, especially coming from a man who was a shepherd and understands the concept that um, the livestock that he's caring for is completely dependent upon him. They're completely dependent mm-hmm. upon their shepherd for everything that they need. And they understand that. Now, livestock will understand very quickly that if they need something, you're the only one that can provide it. And that example, that analogy, should apply to us as well. We should be in the same manner looking to God for everything. And content, because we, you know, as it says, um, it's Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you. Mm-hmm. Plans for you. To, I think. Plans for, yes, plans for you to prosper. Mm -hmm. He plans good for us. No matter what's going on right now in your life, God's plan is not that you suffer. God's plan is that we prosper. So the time is coming when the rain will come. Let me me read that one. It's uh, 2911. Jeremiah, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Oops, I, I forgot to read. 11, that's what I meant to read. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And then that, that part where I'll give you a future and a hope. Mm. In, in drought times, whatever the kind of drought it might be, literal or whatever, It takes creativity to figure out how to get things done sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. if you do have a herd of cattle, how are you going to survive? What are you going to do? Do you need to sell some? Do you need to... I think when we approach problems, not with despair, but with the mind of Christ, say, God, give me the mind of Christ, he will give us creative ways to, to deal with the hard times. And also... In the same time, he might give us creative solutions that will benefit us for the rest of our life. You know, we will learn to do things differently, but it might be in a really cool way. You know, mm-hmm. I, th- things do come out like like you and Ryan found the springs and in the in the creek when mm-hmm. it was all dry. Things come out when things are dry and drought like, and. The one thing you said about the flood there, you said floods are dangerous. Mm. Floods are a dangerous, dangerous thing. People get swept away in floods. Animals, houses, they're uncontrollable. Mm -hmm. I mean, the interesting thing is we cannot control flood. We cannot control drought. Mm -hmm. We can't, like you said, we can't control weather. We can just prepare. The year that it flooded on us, Pier, which was only about 20 miles from the capital of South Dakota, is right on the Missouri River. And the Army Corps of Engineers controls all the dams on the Missouri River. And they try and let out enough water to keep floods down. They could not control it that year. That's right. A lot of people lost their houses. It flooded all over the place along the Missouri because they could not control it. They couldn't let enough out 
because it would flood every single dam. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's an uncontrollable thing. And yet, God's still in charge. Mm-hmm. And people lost houses and rebuilt. Mm-hmm. Um, people came together and sandbagged and mm-hmm. helped each other out. And in times of drought, it's the same way. Um, not only did we plant tomatoes that we thought were going to go good and, and, and take off, but we also this year started a farmer's market thinking we would sell produce and nobody is selling produce. Everybody's baking things or yeah. th- there's no produce to sell. But that's that was our intention was to have it for that purpose. So my one of my personal verses that I really, I really lay claim to and I hold on to, and especially in times like this, is Joshua 1.9. That's a good verse. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. When God is with you, who can be against you? When God is with you, what else do you need? Mm-hmm. He that, will provide. That brings a verse to mind. And okay. It's in one of the Peters. I'm not going to find it. Maybe you can find it. Perfect love casts out all fear. Mm. And I bring that up because we don't need to be afraid of anything. Death or mm-hmm. f- flood or famine or anything because we know God is on our side. And perfect love casts out fear. The only perfect love is God's love. Mm. So if we grasp hold of God's love, and if we let God show us how much He loves us, He will. He will do that. If you if you have any doubt, or if you see God as like a taskmaster, master, if you see God in any negative way, like you think He's judgmental toward you, or he, you think He's shaking his finger at you or you feel you can't measure up to him by the way you can't none of us can he doesn't love us because we can measure up he loves us just because he wants to love us but if if you have any negative thought about god or you're afraid of him in a bad way you ask god to reveal himself to you because that's not who he is no he is a good good father that 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 song changed Mm. my life good good father you probably know that song if you know that song, but it hasn't really hit your heart, go listen to it again. Because really, God is such a good, good father. And he He wants good things for you. And he will give good in the drought. He'll give good, good in the flood. You know, we, like you said, when it was all those that flooding and pier, uh, people did come together. Mm-hmm. And that does, when bad times happen, you do see people coming together. And when that happens, community happens. And that's mm-hmm. the one thing... I'm not sure I might just do the farmer's market myself personally for one more week because because we'll see. I'm talking to Jesus about it. But what has happened, and there hasn't been tons of people. We had more people this last Saturday who actually just came to, to buy some things. But the best part of the farmer's market this year was the community that has been being built. And these are people that have known each other for years, except for me. Most everyone I didn't know, but... I meet people, and people get to know each other better, and and they have discussions, and you might get a chance to pray with someone, but... And we don't have, in a rural situation like we are, there's no coffee shop. There's no no meeting place. No. I mean, you might run into each other once once or twice here or there, but the little town that we get our mail in has nothing but a post office. Yeah. So that's where the farmer's market is and that's where people are gathering now and they're enjoying themselves and they're stopping 
long enough to actually sit down and talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And they're enjoying that community there. And I think it's been a real blessing in that way. I've got a couple of verses here, both from Paul. One in First Timothy 6, uh, verses 6 through 7. Now there is great gain in godliness with contentment. Mm-hmm. For we brought nothing into this world, and we cannot take anything out. Mm-hmm. We need to be content with what God gives us, because mm-hmm. nothing is of me. Mm-hmm. No paycheck, nothing. I have earned nothing. I've been given everything. Mm-hmm. And that's also another thing to guard yourself against. Do not compare your life to someone else's mm. life. Because usually it's the same thing like with if, if, if people spend a lot of time on social media... And if they start looking at other people's lives, they only see parts of the lives. The parts that someone wants you to see were really great, great, mm-hmm. great. And you don't know the rest of the life. So if you spend time looking at other people's lives and you get envious, like, wow, they got so much stuff. Or look how great it's going for them. You only see part of it. Mm-hmm. And you, and really, I think if God allowed us to be... to to live someone else's life, I think in a very short time we'd say, Lord, give me my life back. Because I think we are, God created us for our specific life. And even if someone else is, they're blessed with a bunch of, whatever, blessed with things you don't have. I think if you were given that life, you really would shortly say, God, I want my life back. I don't want this person's life. Right. You know, it, and I want to I want to end with one other verse here. Okay. And this is going back to the drought and the flood, and no matter what is happening. And this is First Thessalonians five sixteen through eighteen. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Mm-hmm. We have our salvation. What more do we need? Everything else is gravy. Mm-hmm. We have. The one thing that we can't do for ourselves that God has given us freely, and that is our salvation. And that is available during the drought and during the flood. Mm-hmm. And that is something that no man can take away from us. Mm-hmm. I know that was the end, but you said something today in mm-hmm. your sermon. That's mm-hmm. a really good sermon. Again, three warnings. But you said something about small sufferings. Do you remember saying that? Mm. The, the suffering in this short time that we're in right now has nothing to compare with yeah, that was it. That's what it meant. Right. But I'm not sure. I, I think you just said like small sufferings, but anything we suffer here on earth is small. Yeah. And we're only, we're just a blip in time. We're just a flash. We're just a, a ripple on the pond. But our eternity is promised to us through Christ and only, and, and that's what we should be rejoicing about. Mm. That's good. Yeah. We do not. We are not starving because of a drought. Businesses are struggling, but they won't fail because of the drought. Because things will come back around. Mm-hmm. It will come back around. We know that. We we have faith in that. We know that only God brings the rain, and that God mm-hmm. will bring the rain. So, mm-hmm. be content in all circumstances. Praise God always. Pray without ceasing. Thanks for listening. Amen. We'll try to come back before a month comes out. Okay, bye. God bless.